from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Yeah, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Baseball, the first two series, done. Out. The lockout, 5 o'clock deadline. Still, we had a little bit of hope. Little tiny bit of hope. It was very little. But we knew deadline two wasn't going to amount to much. And sure enough, didn't amount to anything. So now we're losing games. Losing at the minimum six, at the max eight, depending on the length of series in the first two. But my gut says, and we're not playing until like June. (laughs) That's just how I feel about it. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. I'm the guy with the name on the show. He's still in the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. And the guy who has your back in personal injury matters is Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. You know him on this show as our sports law and sports agent insider, formerly uh, representing uh, Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew. But uh, also, he is the person to get a hold of. They are the people to get a hold of. Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, if you have any personal injury matter, whether it's an automobile or a motorcycle or a slip and fall or anything, get the compensation you deserve. Uh, I have I have experienced a lot of sliminess, a lot of personal injury lawyer sliminess in my time in South Florida. And so I like to think that I'm pretty good at picking this out. Uh, Pat Lawler, that guy is just upstanding. That guy wants to do it the right way. He wants to fight for you, work for you, and he wants to make sure that he's doing all he can for you. And that is what you're looking for. You're not looking for someone who is angling to just make a cheap buck or two. You're angling for someone that is actually legitimately trying to help you. And that is how Pat Lawler has become an absolute standard in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. That's Lawler & Associates personal injury attorneys, decades of trial experience, decades of wins and making sure you're getting the compensation you deserve free consultation wanttolawyerup.com that's wanttolawyerup.com pal lawler's just different lawler and associates personal injury attorneys who is your baseball team and will this lockout now affect your typical baseball habits what do i mean by that are you gonna watch baseball less now are you not gonna get the extra innings package now Are you going to save some of your money? Are you going to less games now? Or does the lockout not matter to you? Because you're just locked in. Baseball is your sport. No matter what, you're going back. I want to continue to do this social experiment. Because for me, I've already been checked out of the game. Huge White Sox fan. I'll follow the White Sox. But you know when I do it? I do it via a game cast. Or I do it the morning after. And I do it via highlights. I didn't get the extra innings package last year. And guess what? I didn't miss it. And the White Sox were a playoff team. They were a division champion. And I didn't miss it. And I'm not going back this year. And I haven't gone to a game in three years. And I haven't really missed it. So this lockout doesn't affect me. But for baseball, it's because I'm already checked out. For Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights, not a baseball fan. This lockout's not encouraging you to come in. Not hurts. Not at all. I mean, Stone's not coming into that. So, this baseball lockout, what I want to know is who is your team and is it going to affect 
your baseball consumption, your baseball habits in any way in what I consider to be a very good baseball market. This one right here, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Finhead tweets, I find the games to be to not be as entertaining these days with the home run or strikeout era. Games feel slower and less entertaining, so I haven't purchased a TV package and I go to fewer games. As long as I still get a bark in the park game where I get to bring my dogs, I'm okay. His ah. dogs as in D-O-G-S, not D-A-W-G-S. Not his dogs, not his dogs. Not his homies. Yeah, not his not his homies, exactly. But it sounds like me, though. I mean, I'm not going to bark in the park, but it sounds like me. Like, okay. All right, whatever, baseball happened, and I'll check the highlights the morning after. Uh, Kyle Kenny says, my service gives me free MLB TV, so I haven't paid for it in two years anyways. All right, so fine. If you've got it, great. Good. Uh, Dr. A. Luck, I canceled my streaming package just before the auto renewal date, but I like having baseball on in the background, so I'd likely buy back in if we got a season. Still, I would buy back in with much shame. Baseball doesn't care about that. They just want your money. But think about it. this is This is sort of case in point. It is case in point. I know if what you're, you're going to say. If you're in on baseball, if you're an old-timey, hardcore baseball fan, you're frustrated now, but some people legitimately, because it's the only sport where you can actually do this, just want the ambiance of the game in their background I hear of their that. life. I hear that. A lot of the times in college, when it, during the middle of the day, or whether it was 4 or 5 p.m. and I didn't have much to do, whether it was homework or just talking with friends and, and just hanging out, MLB was on in the background. We didn't pay Think one bit of attention, but it no was on. There's no other sport that you can just put on in the background like it is Enya and you're <laughs> you're sweeping the floor, you know? <laughs> yeah, like there's, spring there's, cleaning. Yeah, there's no other sport where you're just putting something on in the background so you can you can study. Like, it's it's that slow where you can just have it on for four hours in your background is ambient noise. Yeah, and you just lean over when there's two outs and a guy on third. Yeah. And you watch for that 30 seconds. Oh, he strikes out, and you go back to mopping. You know what, though? But that that's a problem if that is who Major League Baseball is depending on. Right? <laughs> it is. Because those people are few and far between. That That's a problem. That's an issue for Robbie and company. Uh, Mike G., he tweets, I'll buy the package if they prorate it. If they try to increase the price or charge full price, I may just flat out revolt. The problem is I love my stinking Jays, and I need to see Vlad and Boba Shett as much as possible. Player driven. Yeah. And the, the Blue Jays are fun. Ed Killer, just like I did after the 94 World Series when their grade lost the World Series, which two world wars didn't cancel, I will not be consuming baseball as much as I did. The only thing that brought me back after 94, McGuire Sosa, the juiced home run chase in 98, which was epic. Major League Baseball knew they were juicing too because they are frauds straight up. That's not exactly a ringing endorsement for Major League Baseball. These are great answers, though. They are. They are. Uh, Mike says, nope, still don't care. Very likely not attending or watching any games this season. Maybe an inning or two, um, or maybe at a sports bar, but I really don't care about baseball at all anymore. And then finally, there is Drew M. on Twitter. I'm a huge Marlins fan. My family didn't start watching baseball until COVID-19. Family fell in love. Since we're new fans, we're crushed. It's always an amazing time. Us adults getting to be kids again will still be going whenever they figure this junk out. All right, so there is a new fan that baseball brought in. But think about it. 
that whole family got brought in in a season that lasted 60 games. Ooh. Baseball, are you paying attention? Because maybe, just maybe, we don't need 162 damned games in a season. Maybe, just maybe, that's way too many. Good point. For me, I don't think the baseball season needs to be any longer than 90 games. Make the reg- It's what I was talking about yesterday with the playoffs. Make the regular season mean something. You can't put 14 teams in a 30-team league into the postseason and play 162 games. There's no urgency to that. Make this stuff matter. You know when it would matter? It's when there's 90 games. You can't take any time off. you got to go. They all count. You know what the best NBA season was? The 50-game season in 2013. Want to know why? Because every game mattered. More regular season is not the answer. Less regular season is unequivocally the answer. But that's just me. Now, you have a proposal, too, Stone Man. I do. And and it was less of a proposal when I did my research this morning and found out it already existed. Oh, good. But but this should be good content. I mean, it is. Okay. NFL Red Zone for MLB. Mm -hmm. So they have it. Yeah. But it's it's specifically for somebody who is an MLB TV subscriber. Right. So you got to buy the package. So which, you know, we're not going to do that and mm-hmm. which we've been proven by, you know, everybody on social media or everyone who's called in or just the fan in general. But I think if they made it more mainstream, I didn't even know it existed. I'm a big NFL Red Zone fan. And for people who don't know what NFL Red Zone is, there's a host, Scott Hansen, and he sits there and anytime a team on Sunday gets into the Red Zone, they change the game to that and they commentate that for you. A scoring play, they go right to the scoring play. So if you're just watching Red Zone and you're an, uh, just an average fan or it's on in the background, you're catching every single thing that happens. And I think that's the problem with baseball right now. But if I were to watch something and the Jays are in the bottom of the ninth and Vlad's up, ooh, I, I had no clue otherwise. I would have seen the home run he hit after the fact on Twitter but if it were to come up on my screen, oh, here we go. I'm tuned in. I'm locked in. Oh, base is loaded. It's the third inning in the Cardinals game. I wouldn't care otherwise, but I would want to see some runs scored. So, boom, they change to the third inning, and they get some commentary behind it. I'm locked in. I like our new segment, Stone Explains NFL Red Zone. Yeah. Right. I think you really opened a lot of people's <laughs> eyes up to this newfangled TV concept, NFL Red Zone. Well, I didn't want to title it because it's called MLB Big Inning, and yeah. I don't think that's yeah. too hot of a name. I think they could do a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but, but that needs to be mainstream. It does. Yeah. But again, you got to pay money for that stuff, man. But it, And it also is not fixing the problem of player-driven marketing with the sport. The I mean, individual, it, it the total, stars. It totally can. Even if the game is not is zero zero in the seventh, if Bryce Harper comes up to bat and MLB big inning change to it, I would pay attention. And that's all because of Bryce Harper. Okay. Well, when the lockout ends, go ahead and and spend your money. Then oh, I encourage you to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research. See how good it is. Do 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 your own research. That's what I encourage everybody to do. Just do your own research. All right. Let's get to the listening launch here. The audio clips you need to hear. And we react to them while you eat your chicken salad. Uh, by the way, cold chicken or warm chicken on your salad? Which is the, the better way to go, Stone? Cold. Okay. Do you eat salads much? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. I just lather it up with Caesar, but I do. <laughs> that defeats the point. I know. If you're just using, if you're just drowning it in Caesar, it doesn't do, what's the point of eating the salad then? It looks good. People are like, oh, he's eating a salad. <laughs> oh, man, that is funny. Uh... Today is Wednesday. 
And you know what that means. It's the best day of the week on First Take. Want to know why? That's when Chris Russo rolls into town. That's when Chris Russo and Stephen A. Smith shout at each other for four hours. Let's bask in this, shall we? They got going talking about the Major League Baseball lockout. And listen to this greatness. Stephen A. Smith and Chris Mad Dog Russo on first take. How's it going to take you three months to answer the union's initial economic proposal? How's it take you an additional six weeks, you know, since the lockout? Are you kidding me? You're not trying to make a deal. You were trying to miss games. This is what you want. They spent 10 days in Port St. Lucie. The deal was this close, 235 on Tuesday night. The players left. Do you really believe that? Roger Dean Stadium. They were right there. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Perfect. It's just perfect. But they weren't done yet. Because then they got... They got yelling and screaming about Kyler Murray. Kingsbury's learning on a job. I'm learning on a job. Bam, bam. Kingsbury's not Paul Brown. You're a thousand percent right. <laughs> you got that one right. Kingsbury's no Paul Brown. But Murray did not play well against Seattle late in the year. Murray was awful against the Rams. Murray was not great against Green Bay on the Thursday night game. He threw the interception. A.J. Green at the end of the ball game, and Rodgers beat him without Devontae Adams. He was he was terrible on Christmas night against Tell him, the Rosa. Colts. Terrible! Terrible! not against the Colts. There were reports that the team doesn't love him. He took himself out of a playoff oh. game. Because this is going to start the season at 10-2 and in week 12. Oh. But, we just going to go ahead. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Seattle, when they could have won the division. They the division. The division the Seattle. Lost when the Niners beat the Rams. Took himself out of the playoff game. And now Steve Bunch headed to the bank and gave him 40 million a year. 40 million a year! The Seattle game. The Seattle game. I'm not doing that. Excuse me. You're going to do it. Because guess what? The Seattle game that you just brought up. Yeah, they lost that game. He had 30 points in that game. It ain't like it was Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field in a playoff game and couldn't put up more than 10. He had 30 points. They lost the game 38-30. How many we just going to ignore that? Where was the defense that game? How about that? It, it, it just got me thinking about Stone last week when Francesa, Mike Francesa, jumped on our show at the Honda Classic. This was back on Thursday. Yeah. I asked him about his longtime radio partner, Mike and the Mad Dog. I asked him about Russo rolling in and just screaming at Stephen A. every single week now. And this is what Francesa had to say about the whole thing. What do you make of Russo and uh, jumping on every week with Stephen A. to be screaming at him? Well, listen, I mean... You got to remember, I, I look at them very differently. I know Stephen A. since the day he got into business, okay? Uh-huh. Now he's, you know, he's a big deal and people pay attention to him. I don't know why they pay attention to what he says, you know. <laughs> he's not any smarter than he was 25 years ago. So, uh, but uh, the, the point is, listen, he and Dog can both yell a lot. One thing about Dog is you cannot out-yell him. You can out-think him, but you cannot out-yell him. I could never out-yell him. I'll lose my voice halfway through the argument, but I always figured out how to win the arguments because I could always out-think him, but I could never out-yell him. No way can anybody out-yell Dog. It's no. impossible. I think, listen, if he wants to do it, whatever, at this point, Dog's got more money than he needs right now. So if he, if he wants to do something, let him have fun doing it. God bless him. You know, I mean, everyone's always wanted us to get back together. The odds on that are impossible because yeah. no one has that much money. <laughs> So, uh, oh man, 
Is that the best nickname for an analyst? The well, dog? Mad dog? Just dog. First mad dog, Russo. Yeah, it's up there. I mean, he set the standard for Sports Talk Radio nicknames. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Doggy. Doggy. So good. <sighs> Every Wednesday. It just enriches the soul, right, to hear Russo and Stephen A. just unload their vocal cords on it, one another? It, it reminds us kind of how important sports are or how we all feel uh, about sports in general. Yeah. You know what? I don't care what anybody says. I could listen to those two scream at each other nonstop. For pe- people put baseball on in the background for the ambient noise, I just have Russo and Stephen A. Smith yelling at one another <laughs> and, and, and completely wrecking their vocal cords. That... That's my Enya. It, 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 that's it, how I meditate. While you're trying to take a nap, yeah, it, that's what puts you to sleep. Uh, when I'm when I'm looking for mindfulness, I just put on in the background. Oh my God, America! The division. Like that. That is what brings me calm. Yesterday, as we continue the listening lunch here on Ken Levick Alive, Rob Manfred had to announce that well, the lockout had not been resolved. We were going to lose the first two series of the year, and then. He took a question from outgoing New York Post columnist Ken Davidoff. And it was giggle time with Rob Manfred after a, quote, devastating blow to his sport. Ken's last day on the, on the job. Thank you. <laughs> You've been so kind. It's sorry yes. to see you go. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Really going to miss you. Feelings <laughs> <laughs> mutual. Um, <laughs> Sure, one more. Just the sarcastic, like, I know you've treated me badly. I'm going to try to really be half-hearted, wish you well, trying to get a final shot, Rob Manfred, scummy. His smile is mean, too. And at least we're just going to laugh about it, right? We're just going to have a good old chuckle after we embarrassed ourselves today and the sport as a whole. Let's just hear this. It's so smarmy. Listen to this Rob Manfred smarm one more time. Ken's last day on the, on the job. Thank you. Last question in the You've been so kind. It's sorry to see you go. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Really going to miss you. Oh, <laughs> Rob. Feelings mutual. Uh, <laughs> How about Ken Davidoff? Feelings mutual. He's sli- getting that one. Yeah, yeah he got that in there. there. He did. Oh, Manfred is so impossible to like. It's just so, like, there is no confidence that you have in that sport when that's the guy in charge, all right? For the second time in three years, you're losing games. Oh, but it's not his fault. He just oversees it. That's why he's at fault. And all he does is stand for the owners, who clearly aren't giving equal pay to the players based on what they bring in, based on revenues they bring in. Oh, but uh, the, the cost of operating. No, 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 no. Because if Major League Baseball as a whole, functions like the Atlanta Braves, and we saw their revenue and saw their output. Uh, Baseball's just flat out taking us for dumb. Oh, the owners, this isn't a profitable venture. Like, hell, it's not. Just look at the Braves' number sheets. If half the teams are like the Braves, then yeah, the players need more money. But Rob Manfred, who is he to be pulling that stuff? (laughs) The day that baseball embarrasses itself in front of the entire fan base, in front of the entire sports landscape. 
He's just a clown. And then there's a photo of him practicing his golf swing yesterday. Like, fine. But understand optics, dude. That guy just doesn't have a clue. No. You can't go in a room and practice your golf swing. You know media's out there, and the future of the game is at stake, and you're just going to sit there and take uh, practice swings, practice golf swings. Well, Rob, now you got time to hit the golf course, pal. Good. Perfect. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Roger Goodell clown shirts? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. all, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got some Manfred ones They've going the, now. Manfred, Manfred deserves every single bit of ridicule he is getting today. Period. Not even a discussion. And that is your listening lunch here on Ken LaVica Live. Hey, EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Just like Manfred, clown. Roger Goodell, there's the clown shirts of him. Don't make yourself a clown. Make sure your AC is good to go. Make sure your AC is up and running. It isn't going to crap out on you because in uh, South Florida, this time of year, we are starting to run where your AC is going to have to be going 24-7 for what's done, nine and a half, ten straight months. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be uh, because we're past the threshold now where you can just voluntarily flip off your AC. It's got to be on and it's got to be going. So your AC takes a beating. You got to start conditioning that thing. And if it is old, if it is not functioning correctly, well, you got to get it serviced now or replaced now. I can't be more urgent with you on this. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning, they're a train comfort specialist. They take care of your AC needs. It is hard to stop a train. They're using the best equipment. They're coming in. They're servicing your AC unit. They're replacing your AC unit. You got plumbing issues? They handle that as well. And they're not holding you hostage. They are working appointment schedules around you, the customer, because they get it, because they understand how the business should work. They've been doing it since 2006. They service all of South Florida. Remember this. EDS is yes. Uh Uh-oh, this AC doesn't sound right. Uh Uh-oh, EDS is yes. Uh, The AC, it's not, it doesn't feel real cold. Uh, uh Uh-oh, EDS is yes. Oh, I can't even flip the AC on. Uh Uh-oh, EDS is yes. EDS is yes. Say it with me now. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Make sure your AC is ready to go with EDS Air Conditioning. The worst two minutes in American game show history occurred last night. And we're going to break it down next. He's still in the band. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Aha, that is correct. Baseball, well... Not happening, at least for a while. I'm really fascinated, Stone. There's been such a mixed response about whether or not uh, you are going to distance yourself from the game or you're going to go right back to the game. One thing that I've heard, though, there's not a there's not a lot of either way. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to give it a chance, which is bad for baseball. But there's also not a lot of oh, I'm going to completely turn my back on it, which I suppose is good for baseball. Yeah. So, if you're baseball, this is your reality right now. You're fine with the total plateau. You you are by by canceling the first couple of series, but oh, uh, we 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 need to get this CBA right. You are you're okay with the total plateau, but 
you're fine with no growth, which means you're never going to overtake the NBA. You're never going to overtake the NFL, certainly, not even in the same stratosphere. Ever. Uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner, the baseball owners, they're so worried about money, they're okay with things just being flat. You know what that's called? Bad business. Nobody's in (laughs) business for just flat. You know what they want? They want ascent. Ascent. Not flat. But that's what base that is how baseball is run. That's case in point what's wrong with baseball from a business perspective is that they're not going to draw you in with locking out the players and then having two months to sit down and do something and didn't do it and left it to the last possible moment. They procrastinated like I did in college, writing a research paper in a women's sociology course. That's right. I took a women's sociology course because I was desperate for the credits. Uh, don't lie. I'm sure you took it for another reason. Well, if I did take it for that reason, I was sorely disappointed. Okay? <laughs> but but that's, that's bad business. You can't just get into business to go flatline. Yeah, but to your point... Like when you talk about the mixed responses that we did receive, like that—that that was kind of what you talked about. Like it wasn't really going to matter, it. Yeah. right? It wasn't going to matter anyway. Baseball and like Evan tweeted, baseball is going to have its hardcores, and they're, they're going to stay hardcores, and they're going to stay hardcores. But you're also not attracting anybody new, and except for Finn's head or whoever, right? You know. Except for our Marlins fan, which is fine. But again, they got brought in by the urgency of a 60-game season. That's you know true. it's not urgent. 162 games and 14 playoff teams. That's not urgent. In any way, shape, or form. Mark Sheffield tweets, The state of baseball makes me sad. Growing up, I traded baseball cards. I knew all the players and watched the Cubs because they were the only thing on my TV. My kids have no interest in baseball because baseball's made it not interesting with competition like Netflix, iPhones, and other sports being progressive. As a dad, I'd love to take my kids to see their favorite players and educate them on the game, but baseball does not appeal to the youth. I can't argue with that. Okay, so in the Kanye West documentary, Mm -hmm. on the second episode late in it, um... Kanye West was rocking a Nolan Ryan jersey, a Houston <laughs> Nolan Ryan jersey. And I was uh, like, oh. Yeah. And I immediately went downstairs and I have a big box of like 84 and like 79 and like 96, like all these old baseball cards. And I filled two sleeves up with Nolan Ryan cards, some rookies and big time cards. And I went and on YouTube. I'd never seen him pitch. Yeah. And he's nasty. I loved it. Yeah. And it was just like, again, I keep talking about player driven, but I had to see Kanye West wearing a Nolan Ryan jersey in, well, I don't know, 2006. For me to go back and see who this guy was and what he was about. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just, you haven't been brought in to know the history of the the game. Yeah, absolutely the not of the sport. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not surprised by that at all. Uh, I want to make sure that we give this the time it deserves because last night on American television, <laughs> oh god, we had the worst two minutes in the history. Of game shows. It's got to be a top five. Last night's Wheel of Fortune was one of the all-timers. I mean, this is one of the all-time worst game show performances that you are ever going to see. And I want to set the scene here, okay? You've got your three competitors, obviously. We are starting this. The, the, The puzzle is another feather in your cap, okay? Another feather in your cap. As we start this... Another is nearly spelled, except there's no O yet. Feather has completely been spelled out on the board. We have in is missing the I, your is missing the O and the U, and cap is missing the C and the P. The big problem is going to come with the C and the P in cap. 
Okay? So I want everybody to remember the name of this, the, 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 the final puzzle is another feather in your cap. Another feather in your cap. And the major problem in this puzzle is going to come in cap. We have the A, but we don't have the C or the P. And I assure you, you're going to want to blast your face into a wall after hearing this. Here's last night's Wheel of Fortune. I'll buy a bell. Okay. An O. Two O's. All right, we're off to a good start. I'll solve. Okay. Another feather in your hat. Uh-oh. Christopher. Moving on. So it's not hot. Six fifty. G. No G. What's he doing with a G? Oh, Hold, pause it real quick. Pause it real quick. So he's got another feather in your. I mean, only a dope wouldn't know, but that, that's what those words spell. But then you've got an A, and then in the middle of two missing letters, where's he going with that G? Gap. Another feather in your gap? Another feather in your bag? Gag. A, yeah, nothing. What, what is he doing with that G? Where in his brain do you see G in that? All right, let's continue. I'll buy a bell. Okay. An O. Uh-oh, the bankrupt concert. Oh. Well, I have another shot at it. Bank you the wheel and try to solve the puzzle. I'll solve. Okay. Uh-oh. Here she goes again. Another feather in your lap. Holy mother of God. All of the feather is moving around. <laughs> another feather in your map. Your lap. 900. She said D. lap. No. A D. <laughs> In your dad? Your dad? Thomas, I think the wheel got... Laura, you have another opportunity. Oh, not Laura. You can spin the wheel. You can try to solve the puzzle. No, Laura, no. Go ahead and spin if you don't know. I'm going to go ahead and spin. Yeah, please spin, Laura. Well, what letter would you like? A P? Yes, the P. All right. Spin or solve. I will solve. Okay. Another feather in your map. Holy God. Christopher, it's your turn. Why are they not booing her? Laura, another feather in your map? Oh, my God. What is that even supposed to mean? And then we went bankrupt again. You want to spin? I'll spin. Okay. Somebody solved the damn puzzle already. So what letter would you like? A C. Is there a C oh! up there? Anyway, there you go. Can he Who's read? Solved? That's the Just question. Solved. Another feather in your cap. Yeah, there you Thank go. Thank Christ. Another feather in your lap and another feather in your nap. I think, were two guesses from Laura. I, I think she said map. Did she say map or nap? She said map. That's even stupider. <laughs> another feather in your lap. And another feather in your nap. I mean, I think she may have thought at one point hat. And once it wasn't hat, how do you go to lap and nap? Maybe she doesn't know what a cap is. A ball cap. She clearly doesn't know. So she just goes to lap? Like you had a bird on your lap and he flew away. Another feather in your nap.
another feather in your lap. Laura should never be allowed on television again. Oh, she knows that. She knows. <laughs> she knows that. She was told, probably by her husband. That you're never going back. You're never going back. Uh, that is far and away the worst two minutes of game show I have ever seen in my life. Pat, Pat Sajak, I'm sorry. The best part of all of that, and you can't see it, but Vanna White, the the first time that our friend Laura tries to solve the puzzle, she gets faked out because she thinks there's no way that this woman doesn't know this. So she takes a step to go uncover the letters after the solved puzzle, and then all of a sudden she has to like pull up, almost tore her hamstring, because <laughs> she's like, oh, wait, lap? What? Oh, boy. Laura, that is, that is the all-time bad game show Hall of Fame. When we return, and we've been talking about this the last two days, our friends at Habitat for Humanity of South, uh, South Palm Beach County have their women build. It's happening tomorrow and Friday, and we're asking you today to donate. Text the word BUILD to 561-770-8584. That's 561-770-8584. Text the word BUILD. Our Keely Ferguson had a chance to hang out with uh, the folks from uh, Habitat for Humanity of South Palm Beach County, and uh, Keely will uh, we'll, we'll talk to them next when we return. Uh, he's Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. Keely Ferguson up next with Habitat for Humanity of South Palm Beach County. It's Ken Levicka live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. And our show mom, Keely Ferguson, got to hang out with our friends from Habitat for Humanity of South Palm Beach County. Keely? Joining me now are Jennifer Thomason and Danielle Rossi here to talk about the Women Build event. So, Danielle, I'm going to start with you. Tell us about your event and why this is important. Thank you. So uh, thanks for having me today. So the Women Build I've been involved in uh, for about four years now. And it's just uh, an amazing event where you see so many of the women from our community come together, you know, and gather around to uh, really get their hands dirty literally, and uh, and build this house together. And the first year that I was out there, uh, I thought, you know, we're just going to kind of show up and walk around and, and, and network. And we were out there putting up roof, roof trusses, you know, hanging drywall, painting walls. It was really an amazing experience. So um, I, I got further involved in the last four years and uh, was fortunate enough to be asked to chair this year. And um, we've just got an amazing group of ladies uh, put together for this year's event. Now, Jennifer, let's talk about the family that's involved in this event. Uh, first, tell me about the area where the home is going to be built and then about the family. Thank you so much. So Habitat for South Palm Beach County, we proudly serve Boca Raton, Delray Beach, and Boynton Beach. Our Women's Build House is located in the Boynton Beach area. Uh, it's actually right across from the American Legion. They are partners of ours, and they're going to be a big partner the day of the event. And our hardworking family is a family of five. It's Aisha and Gerard, husband and wife. They have two, three daughters, newborn baby, and oh, wow. two elementary age daughters. They have been uh, volunteering and doing their 600 sweat equity hours for so long now. And so they are so excited to 
we they're going through financial literacy classes, they're getting their credit scores worked on, they're doing all of their hard work to be able to qualify for a zero interest mortgage to get the keys to this beautiful house that all these women will be getting together to build on March 3rd and 4th. So you just mentioned that it's March 3rd and 4th. Danielle, I want to ask you this. March 1st, as we know, is the beginning of Women's Month. Was it just a coincidence that this women build happened this way or did we purposely get it for or did it all just kind of work out because South Florida in March is, is a nice time of year and then it's, it's not too hot? So uh, we did choose uh, this. We had done it in previous years in May um, and the heat was quite an, quite quite an issue. So we did move it to March and it does coincide with uh, with Women's Month, National Women's Month. So um, it was a nice synergistic uh, date for us. What is it like, Danielle? I know you'd mentioned um, being a part of this event for several years. What is it like to see a, a group of women out there? Because um, people traditionally think that we don't always like to get our hands dirty, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't, as long as there's soap and water nearby, we're okay with it. But to get our hands dirty and put hammer to nail and get out whatever else you see, I don't build, whatever else you need to, to build a home, laying concrete, whatever else we're doing, getting the paint going. What is it like to see a group of women out there doing that? Yeah, so it's really amazing because, you know, we all take for granted what's involved in building a home, right? We, we buy a house, we walk in, we set our things up and boom, it's done. And you don't realize all the, the components to it. And the other thing is when all these ladies got together, I, I remember kind of one of the first days, they didn't think they could, right? They were like, what do you, well, we can't hang by wall. And then someone would show us and it's like, no, actually we can, you just need to know the steps to do it. And so each task, and I think one of the years when we did the roof trusses, I mean, that was really stinking cool. You're talking about 20 women lined up, holding a roof truss, lifting it up in the air and, and people up top, you know, uh, connecting it to the roof there. I mean, that was an amazing experience to say, you know, we can do this. We've no experience. We're females. And, um, you know, if we band together, we can really kind of put this together and you get that feeling when you're out there and you're like, wow, you know, um, we really truly can do anything we put our mind to. And so Jennifer, as part, as someone who's been a part of Habitat uh, for Humanity in general and doing home builds, what is the the difference, if you will, when you see home builds where it's it's co-ed, if you will, and then you see a home build where it's the women build? I think the difference is, um, first of all, it's it's there's there's a lot of fellowship because when we have groups that come out, usually it's a company or a church or something, they all know each other. And for the women's build, a lot of them do we know each other, but some of them don't. And when, especially if it's a woman coming out for the first time, when you show up and you see all of this pink, the pink shirts and the pink, you know, the belly bags and and you and you are out there next to another woman who is maybe somebody you know, maybe somebody you don't. And to what Danielle said, you want me to do what? And then they're out there saying, you can do this. I know you can do this. And there's that, it's a different fellowship, I think, when you have just a bunch of women coming together to do something that really exudes strength, physical strength, um, emotional and mental strength. And then the result of what they're doing and knowing that, that that impact that they have, I think there's a lot of new friendships and new relationships that are formed through the Women's Build, a lot of relationships that are strengthened with friends doing this side by side. But overall, it's the women uplifting women and then uplifting this homeowner, this female homeowner and her three daughters who are all there. So 
it's just, it's different. I think we all know that when a bunch of women get together, amazing things happen. And that's what we're going to be doing. Well, and definitely has to be a lot of trust involved because it's like, I don't know you and I'm going to hold this roof up with you. (laughs) You better not drop this on my head. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. Um, And this this question is is for both ladies. I'll, I'll start with you, Danielle. What do the families say once their home is built by this collection of women, I, I got to feel like they have um, a different sort of feeling about it when they see this come together from this collection of women that that they feel almost a, even a different um, level of camaraderie and love. Yeah, it's a really um, amazing feeling to be there because the families are out there with you. And you're like side by side going, oh my goodness, this is the place they're going to raise their families. This is the place that they're going to gather around and, um, you know, have their friends and family together for, you know, a Sunday di- dinner, or whatnot. It's it's really amazing. And um, and they're, you know, a, a couple of years, you know, they're, they're building right beside you. They're saying thank you. We're um, on one of the walls. We all sign the wall and put, you know, a message for them, um, which is just so amazing because, you know, that message is always there. And it's all the women that are there really sending them love and and uh you know good luck in 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 their endeavor um and it's just it's just amazing to work side by side with them and the one thing about habitat that i learned is it's truly an organ a hand up organization i mean they are there um participating helping not just for their home but they're you know um volunteering for other homes i mean they truly are involved in the process and working uh you know to make this happen for them Jennifer, you know, to to complement that, the home dedications that we do when that house is completed and we're handing over the keys, it is so emotional because of what Danielle just said, because they have put so much hard work into it. It has taken them, you know, anywhere from 18 months to sometimes longer, two or three years, depending on that homeowner and their journey to get those keys and to finally be in their house. It's so emotional. And when in, in the Women's Build last year, when the homeowners see this huge group of women coming out and they see all that pink and they all, and they're basically standing there saying, they're doing this for me. They don't even know me. They're all coming together to build a house for me. It's so emotional for them. And it's, there's always tears, always tears because it's, it's, it's beautiful, you know, wonderful, happy tears, but it's, it's overwhelming. It's an overwhelming feeling that I've, I've witnessed. Final thoughts. I'll start with you, Jennifer. Final thoughts. Um, This campaign was created because women have typically been the ones to jump in and help out at a moment's notice when anyone needs it. And so to raise much needed funds to pay for our homes, and also we do neighborhood revitalization to pay for our mission-based programs that we're putting out there, this campaign is necessary. And we can't do a campaign like this and provide this home if we don't have the leadership of someone like Danielle Rossi. So her leadership and her being the face of this campaign has enabled us to generate over $200,000 already before the the event even happens. People can still get involved. People can still donate. They can still visit our website, which is habitatsouthpalmbeach.org, and they can still donate and they can still be a part of this. Um, Again, the event is March 3rd and 4th. We would love to see some new faces out there to have this experience with us. Danielle, do you have any final thoughts? 
Yeah, so I mean, Jennifer really summed it up beautifully there, but I, I do wanna, um, what she didn't mention is just how amazing uh, her team is there at Habitat. They ha are just unbelievable and just so dedicated in what they do. So it's been really just such a privilege to work side by side with them. And um, I'm just so excited that this year, I think will be our best year. So, um, you know, from a camaraderie standpoint and from a fundraising standpoint. Thank you, Keely. We'll be back tomorrow for Stolen Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.